Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we discuss an artist, where we discuss a band, where we discuss a prince. And this week we're discussing Prince. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... I'm Dax. Jared. Tyler. And of course we have Patty here. You gotta, you gotta say something at least. Hello. There you go. You did it. All right. And again, this week we were talking about Who's Prince. That? Who's that? Yeah, oh, this you... is the mother of the show. Not my mother. Mother of me. Got, got it in there. You're welcome. We did it. Yes, it needed to happen. High, high fives all around. <laughs> high fives all around. Uh, mother of Jared and I, which also reveals uh, the, the same detail we've probably revealed a million times that we are brothers. Uh, and again, this week we were talking about Prince and how did everybody feel about listening to Prince? I will start with Tyler. I don't know this Prince you're talking about. I only know the man that is a symbol thing. The love symbol? Yeah, that's all I know. Yes. Anything from other periods are not are not unknown to me. There Sorry. I find that hard to believe <laughs> that that was the only music that you were like, yeah, I'm only feeling love symbol. It guy. was only interesting during that, you know. Uh, he's okay. I like Prince okay, I guess. He's a good guitar player. I find, I find his guitar playing to be fun and interesting, but um, I, he's okay. He's okay. Not thrilled then? That's fine. I don't, wouldn't say I dislike Prince. I just don't really like Prince. That's fair. Uh, Dax, this was your pick. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your feelings on Prince this week? Uh, very same boat as Tyler. It's uh, not what I expected. Uh, I really only know the poppy stuff. Uh, he gets he gets weird sometimes. He does get weird sometimes, which I like. Uh, yeah, he gets weird oftentimes. Yeah, really. Yeah. He's not even just sometimes. He's usually weird, even outside of music. Yeah, basically just all the time. He's a weird, weird man, and I love him for that. That is that is a good reason to love any man is for their weirdness. Jared, how did you feel about Prince? I thought it was all right. I wasn't like super into it, but I had never listened to a full Prince album before. Probably the closest would have been if I have ever listened to Purple Rain all the way through, and I can't remember if I had or not. But I know the most songs of that. That well, that makes sense. Yes, I would uh, say the majority of people would know Purple Rain, not front to back, but virtually front to back. If they listen to much of Prince. Yes. So. It is interesting. It's long and. Um, Purple Rain? Exper- no, his discography. Okay. Experimental and weird, like you said. And like, I like the album that had like the interludes. That was fun. That would like, be the love album, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the album also that had no tracks. It was one long track. Uh, I love Sexy? I don't think it's that way, though. When I looked on uh, Wikipedia, it had tracks. I, believe, so I don't know why it I ended up I think when like it was that. initially released, like mm-hmm. when it was I, either it was on CD or vinyl or whatever it was, when it was released, it did not have like a track set. Mm-hmm. It was just like released as like one singular track. I, I could be wrong about that. Do you, do you know, Mom? I don't. I'm going to say Mom. Patty? That's fine. You can call her Mom. You can call me Mom. Okay. Just don't call her Al. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. So love sexy is a little bit of an anomaly, uh, in that regard, but I I feel like I liked it more than all you guys did. Yes. Which is probably not entirely surprising. You're a fanboy of everything. I am a fanboy of everything. I like music. That's what I do this for. Um, Patty, how did you feel about listening to Prince and your experience with Prince over the many, many years? Well, I'm obviously a fan or you wouldn't have asked me to, to do this show, Um, But there really was a lot that I had not heard, especially the early stuff. Um, I probably didn't know anything until controversy. Yeah. Anything but before that, I wouldn't, I had not heard. Right. So, and then a lot of the, uh, like the newer stuff I hadn't heard either because um, the nineties are kind of a blur. Sure. So lots of Sesame Street and Barney and not a lot of Prince. That is, that. well, Jared, hmm. is this your time already? Yeah, let's go. He's already it. there. <laughs> I'm already there. Lone Star. No, that's not Lone Star. That's uh. Oh yeah, it is Lone. Yeah, Lone is it? Star. I think it is. So, Prince was on Muppets Tonight, a special guest, and he was great on there. Body, here's some trivia. Before eh. was known as eh. he was known as Prince, but before eh. was known as Prince, he was unknown. And like so many other unknowns, eh. made his first TV appearance with us on a show we called Muppet Hoo-Ha. Let's watch, shall we? <laughs> hey, Rizbob. Hey, Bob. Do you know why bees go buh? 
Why, Bob? Bob? Why? Because it's easier than going. <laughs> 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 That was a parody of the show Hee Haw. Some of that show's called Hee Haw. Yeah, Hee Haw. One of the YouTube comments said something like, uh, I never would have expected Prince to be doing a parody of of Hee Haw, but he did a country thing. It was pretty fun. So, in terms of Prince's albums, because there were quite a few, a a large number of such, uh, what would be the album you think that stood out the most as his best album? Is it just universally Purple Rain, or do you think that there's anything else throughout the discography that stood out enough that it was worth talking about from your perspective? Anybody. I think for me it is Purple Rain because I don't think I've ever seen the movie. And <gasps> okay, you have. Caleb was wondering if you would have had seen it and you based on your scoff. Yeah, the scoff did it. it. But I've never I if I have seen it it's been a long time ago I have no memory of it. I've seen clips of it obviously in music videos and such. But the only thing I'm wondering about with it is how much of Purple Rain the album has to do with Purple Rain the movie. And if it like he wrote the songs with the characters in mind or if he wrote it with him being Prince, and, you know, like because he was in the movie and he played a character. And so was he writing it from the perspective of the character or was he writing it the perspective of Prince? Would anybody who's seen the movie like to speak to that? No. It's been a long time. It's somewhat autobiographical. Say the word. Autobiographical. That's the whole long word. Yes. So it's loosely based on his life, mm-hmm. but he does not play the character prince in the movie so um, if that makes sense he does ride around on purple so, motorcycles though but there is there are, i mean all the other people in the movie are also the people that were kind of surrounding him at the time and then they they each mm-hmm. kind of got their own little uh, five minutes of fame prior to it sheila e she, and she uh, wasn't an apollonia was in it and then um the time then they had Morris a day is that his name and the, okay. and the band was called the time Morris because mm-hmm. he had so several they different sang band in names. it also and um and then they they kind of had a little little swing of popularity because of the the movie as well and this is all talking about like the revolution the, these are members of that or no they were separate they so were separate prince and the revolution was his him and his band and then there was the morris day and the time separate band that also played on stage in the movie. Okay. They were like rivals as such. Okay. And then the Apollonia was kind of an up and coming um singer that Prince tried to help along and that Morris Day kind of stole. So spoiler alert. But then yeah. you know, oh. can't believe you all it's been a, it's been a minute. I think you can spoil the can't movie. believe you've never purified yourselves in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. What's wrong with you? How dare you it I, I am disappointed that I did not like listen or watch the movie prior to. Have this you episode. seen the Chappelle sketch, the Prince Chappelle sketch? I I have the, with the basketball. I don't think so. Well, that's a shame because if you did, you then you'd seen a portion of the movie because he took half the lines from the sketch are directly from the movie. Oh, there you go. That's good. It's a good. It's a good sketch. Prince and the Revolution beat up on uh, Charlie Murphy and his crew on basketball. It's a true story. Prince can ball apparently. Who knew? And he balls and blouses. Balls and blouses. He balls and blouses. He, he wore a lot of blouses. I know. 
He would be the type to wear blouses. Yeah, it's quite the fashionista, if you will. So Jared, Jared's, Jared's answer is Purple Rain. Yes. Tyler, do you stand on the Purple Rain train as well? I think 1999 was pretty interesting too. Yeah. I think that really you see a lot. I think a lot of the sounds in Purple Rain started to begin development in 1999, and then kind of came into more polished state in Purple Rain. I know there are a couple tracks in there. I'm like, this kind of sounds like it's moving towards what we hear in Purple Rain a lot. Sure. So, but it also, I think it's like a tipping album. 1999 is because there's some stuff that seems more looking forward when you're when you look at it in the context of his discography. Sure. But there are still some things that are like, you know, kind of standard prints for the time. Yeah. Dax, I'm with Tyler. I, I like 1999 as well. Purple Rain, uh, way up there. I don't know if I could pick between the two. That's fair. That's fair. Patty slash mom, what do you think on the the album train? Well, I'm I'm like 100. percent like not, the one is Purple Rain, right? Um, but I also like the um, just go around the world. Around the world in the day. Yes. Yeah, the, the like psychedelic yeah. album. Because you know what song is on that one. Uh, I would have to imagine that the one you're talking about is probably uh, oh, Raspberry Beret. Yes, Raspberry Beret. Yeah. That's I a like, very good song. I like Paisley Park. That was a good yeah. song. Yeah, that too. was a good yes, one. That's also a good song. I but yeah. Around the world in a day is a whole different story in terms of going from the height of popularity that Prince had in Purple Rain. And then virtually just spitting on it and saying, I'm doing something totally different. I'm not doing the same like pop, funk, soul, fusion, rock, everything that he was doing. And instead went in this direction of doing something like, again, like more psychedelic. Whoa. (laughs) Quite a swift motion. Yeah. Um, And so like a lot of, there were still obviously pop moments because Raspberry Beret is a pop song in a lot of regard. A lot of the other songs still have those pop elements to them, but the psychedelic elements of the album make it a like anybody who was like, oh yeah, I really like Prince from this Purple Rain movie and this album. Oh, hey, he's he's got a new album. It's only been a year. And then they're like, what is this? (laughs) What's going on? So I, I found that album to be also quite, quite compelling. Did anybody find anything interesting that they enjoyed off of Sign of the Times? Because that album is not universally regarded, but pretty heavily regarded as one of his best albums. I I liked it quite a bit. I thought that it was also going in different directions for his music. And I I also appreciate that album. I'm sure many would also appreciate that album for the fact that really he was the centerpiece of that whole album. Like he was the solo artist. He was doing all of the instrumentation on that album so it really was like the most Prince album of any of his albums. I liked uh, The Cross. That was an interesting spiritual Prince song. You don't have a whole lot of those. I mean, you do, but in different ways, I guess. So that was the song I picked. What about that. If I Was Your Girlfriend? I don't know. It didn't really hit me that much. It's funny because the first album, he sounds uh, so much like a woman. <laughs> it's funny like that if you if you would listen to it, you wouldn't know. Possibly. If you, somebody would have played that for me and said, who is this? I would not have been able to probably say Prince. I would have said uh, Whitney Houston or something. You know, like Whitney, not Whitney, Whitney Houston. Houston. That's it. 1979, has, Whitney yeah. Houston. <laughs> but it was an interesting album. It didn't like hit me as well as what you are saying. Like, oh, yeah, this is one of the best albums. But. Sure. Yeah, similarly. Similarly. Yeah, it looks like the... You got the look would have been the one the song that would have had the most commercial success from that one. I don't think that that Just album scrolling through was as commercial. I mean, how could anything really be as commercially successful as Purple Rain? But no, but he had it. I mean, like it, it, during that time because he put his albums out so quickly, it sometimes you didn't like know that it wasn't a song from. The previous one. I mean, because you didn't sure. have access to all this stuff back then like we do now. I mean, in two seconds, we all have our phones in front of our hand and we can find something. And it wasn't like that, you know. So unless you actually went to the store and bought it, then you didn't really know which songs were on which albums. So Right. And they, they, they came out in a progression and you maybe would have even missed the fact that it would have not on the previous album. Because that one sounds more like the rest of his stuff that You Got the Look does. Yeah. 
I mean, it, I'm pretty sure that Around the World in a Day came out while Purple Rain was still at the top of the charts. Possibly. Because it had been on the charts for so long for understandable reasons. So, right. you know, having another album come out, I'm sure people were like, yeah, I'm sure that this Raspberry Beret song was probably on that Purple Rain album. Yeah, they like, probably oh, think surprise, it was. No. Well, yeah. Well, it's, I'd be, it'd be, I mean, if it comes out at the same time, that's also another thing where it's like, how are you going to do better than the legacy that's ongoing at the exact moment when your album is coming out? You know what I mean? Like, you have to, if you have a single from it, then a lot of people maybe think that it was just a, like, because sometimes what happens is, you know, you release one or two singles and then you have a, what would be like a deep track, even though on a album that popular there really aren't any in a way. Right. But sometimes there's a song that wasn't a single that gets popular like while after the album was released. So maybe people yeah. could have just been like, oh yeah, that was probably on Purple Rain, but now it's getting popular. Now it's like, just like another song everyone likes off of it. Right. So. Well, and again, like you said, like that album, it, it's not, it's not like there's really a many songs that did not do really, really well commercially. Right. It, it Not to, to show my hand that I want to talk about this at some point, but Purple Rain is very similar to Thriller in a lot of ways in terms of both of those albums having a lot, a lot, a lot of hits off of them. When, and when can we talk about this? You want to talk about it now? Talk about it now. Before so, we talk about it, before we talk about it, because I, I like that we're we're getting to it, because I do want to get to it. Uh, I want someone's favorite track, so I'm gonna go with Jared. My favorite song. Here I'll preface the reason why, and it's not really a reason, but sure. Back in the day when we would torrent things, um, you what? It was a thing where you would go on the internet. Shh, and oh, you legally pot purchased the from a friend uh-huh. sent, my friend sent it to me yeah i had like this top 100 songs of the 80s thing that it like had all these um well maybe it wasn't just the 80s because i don't know if the song came out in the 80s it was the song is seven seven is my favorite song okay yeah that was in the 90s well i don't know what it, it was on some kind of compilation thing that i'd uh gotten from the internet mm-hmm. and it was like the only print song that i like listen to all the time and i still like know all the words to it and listen That's to it song. relatively often so like that's my it's not purple rain it's not raspberry like that's the song i go to when i think of like my favorite prince song that makes sense let's play seven watch them fall they stand in the way of love and we will smoke them all with an intellect and a savoir faire no one in the whole universe will ever compare i am yours now and you Screaming Jay Hawkins. Yeah. It's creepy. How creepy is he there, huh? I like that song a lot. It's a good song. It is a good song. You it think- sounds like an 80s song, though. It does. A little bit. Well, a lot of what came out on Love Symbol, I, I really don't know, as Love Symbol album, the Love Symbol album, Love, whatever you want to call it, that album from 92. 92. It has a lot of 80s influence still going through it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's like a lot. Of, that's like him anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, even... He's kind of the definitive sound in a lot of ways of the 80s from my perspective. Like mm-hmm. as much as as we're going to get back to it, a Michael Jackson is a big name from yeah. the 80s. His sound wasn't really built out of the sound of the 80s. It was kind of it was part of the 80s of course, but a lot of what the rest of the 80s sounded like was more universally close to what Prince was doing. I would say. I like that album quite a bit. I liked the opening track My Name is Prince. I thought that was mm-hmm. a really good like that's his anthem. Like we could have played that to open the show, and it sure. would have made the most sense. Uh, sexy MF. I really like the morning papers. That was a good little like, like a real regular song. You know, like not like um, as diva. You know. Sure. That's a good album. I I also enjoyed that album. It was it was pretty good. It was a good um, it was a good album outside of the eighties, which was kind of what I was expecting not to hear. I figured that really most of his best work was going to be in the 80s exclusively. Nah, he's got skill. He does. That's the thing. The man's got skill. So he doesn't... I mean, he's a good guitar player and he's a good songwriter. So as long as he can do those things, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Just because he you know, he, he can shift. He can shift and he's proven that over the course of discography. And so, you know, it doesn't. it just doesn't really matter. He's got the abilities to do it. 
So for me, I wasn't, I didn't feel like, I didn't go into thinking like, well, the, you know, Prince is an 80s artist and it's going to be 80s and it's going to be like, you know what I mean? So I just, I think it doesn't really matter, especially because, I mean, for me, at the Super Bowl was like a period where the reality of Prince as a physical person is, you know, with people of our age who didn't live through it, mm-hmm. kind of came into reality. You're like, well, I guess he's still, this is still a big thing. Sure. You know what I mean? And he was tour- he's toured forever. Yeah. You know, it's like he quit and he still put on, just like Michael Jackson did, he put on big performances and he was known as a, as an entertainer in that fashion as well. So I just think he's got, I think he has more skill than Michael Jackson. We know Michael Jackson's career fizzled out in the eighties, really late eighties. And he had prob it was problematic because he didn't, he wasn't a person who was creating, writing music, creating music. He didn't have the skill that Prince has. So sure. You know, the abilities there. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he had, if he hadn't passed and just came out with a new album and it sounded like whatever. I mean, it just sounded like Prince, but it didn't have to sound like an era kind of thing. Sure. Well, let's open that proverbial can of worms. Mm -hmm. Prince V. Michael Jackson. Jared, I know you want to talk about this deeply. Okay. So I did a a lot of uh, research into this because I, I growing up compared them, but I never cared about Prince as much as I cared about Michael Jackson. Like Michael Jackson was... Thriller is above Purple Rain because obviously, like, I've never seen the movie too, so it doesn't have as much of a connection. But, like, Michael Jackson, I feel like, is bigger for me as an artist than Prince is. And I've never could even really remotely compare the two. But now, in hindsight, you kind of can because, like you said, Prince is a better artist. They did not like each other. They hated each other. It's so funny that they had this giant feud. Interesting thing. Prince was originally going to be in the music video for Bad instead of Wesley Snipes. Really? But he didn't want to play that part. Like, he was trying to play... He wanted to play the part in a different way, and they didn't like the way he wanted to play it, so he got canned. And so they have this ongoing feud. I want to read you a few things that Michael Jackson said. Michael Jackson said about Prince, I don't like to be compared to Prince at all. I have proven myself since I was real little. It's not fair. He feels like I'm his opponent. I hope he changes because, boy... He's going to get hurt. He's going to he's the type that might commit suicide or something. He was so rude. One of the rudest people I have ever met. Prince is very competitive. He has been very mean and nasty to my family. Now, oh my god. That's what Michael Jackson said? He said that about Prince. Those that are is, deep words. It's very savage. Now, the thing that's interesting is that they both died the same way. Overdose of fentanyl. Uh-huh. So it's Bizar- like that's a strange thing that, that they is very basically bizarre. another thing with a couple midwestern boys too you know prince or michael jackson his child's name is prince mm-hmm. the nickname blanket uh that's the nickname mm-hmm. of the child mm-hmm. well he's like a, a grown man now surprisingly because that's really weird to think of michael jackson having grown kids but that is interesting uh that he named his child i mean he didn't name him after prince obviously but why would you pick that name if you have a feud with somebody? That's weird. Another thing that happened. Because Michael's the king. He couldn't name him. What's going to name him? I guess that he's the king of pop. That's true. So Prince was playing a show, and Michael Jackson was in the, in the crowd. And Prince knew Michael Jackson was there. And so he went down into the crowd and aggressively slap-based in front of Prince. <laughs> In front of Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah, in, in front of Michael Jackson. He and aggressively <laughs> slapped bass. He was playing bass at the moment. Yeah. And he walked down and very... This is a story? It's not, is this on video somewhere? I don't think so. It was in a book a by Steve Knopper. Uh, he's, this says, like, aggressive slap bass. And the next morning, he went over to have breakfast at Michael Jackson's house. And Michael goes, why do you think Prince was playing bass in my face? <laughs> <laughs> He was outraged, and then he started going on. Prince has always been a meanie. He's just a big meanie. He's always been not nice to me. Yeah, it really hurts getting bass played in your face. It's really rough. And I can just picture him doing it, like, crotch in the face. Well, the other thing is, they're not, neither of them are very big. No. No. They're very little people. I would love to see that fight. Yeah, I would, too. Deeply, deeply. Celebrity deathmatch needs to return specifically for this fight. I just want to see Prince aggressively play bass in Michael Jackson's face. That's you, what I want to... Are you telling me there wasn't already a celebrity death match of Prince versus Michael Jackson? I guess there might have been. I can't remember. Check it. See, yeah, I, it I, let, me, let me look it up. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Keep Prince, talking. Prince also um, called him out. Prince in the song Life of the Party uh, from his 2004 song. I don't know what album it was from. 
He said, I ain't never had my nose done. That's the other oh, guy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They hate each other so Jeez. much. I love it so much. Well, who won? Who wins for you? <sighs> yeah. Probably Michael Jackson. Oh, come on. Now. I know. That's whatever. It's fine. Fine. Prince is a better artist, I but know. Michael Jackson is a bigger artist. So? That's my. That's where I go. All right. Michael Jackson faced Madonna. Oh, mm. oh that's lame. That's just lame. I I I compare Prince. He's the male Madonna with the like. That's how I kind like, of giant, um, eighties and even nineties. But like, and the, like the sexuality, like the like, they both are. Yeah. Okay. Like that's that's my comparison. Name a prominent guitar player from the eighties. Any of them that that can really shred. Uh, slash uh, Eddie okay. Van Halen. Okay. Slash. Okay. Well, we'll do, we'll do Eddie Van Halen. He did uh, the beat it because Prince right? Prince is right? like Prince is like uh, Michael Jackson mixed with Marvin Gaye, uh-huh. mixed with Eddie Van Halen. Oh, and that's that's like Prince. Hmm. That's how I feel about it. He's got the pop. He's got the pop. He's got the then pop. He, then he gets the then he gets the soul with the sexual undertones. Might have to change that to Jimi Hendrix. That's what I thought. Jimi Hendrix initially when I was driving here, I was like, because I want to say Jimi Hendrix, but because they don't have the same style of guitar. I know, song. I know they don't. I thought about Jimi Hendrix. That's yeah, who I was I mean, initially going to say. And, and Prince, and Prince not, right? But you could go more online. The only problem is, is that listening to this week's music, I didn't think, "Wow, Prince is a great guitarist," because it's not really like. Yes. Prominent and Caleb agreed. Like Caleb said that as well, right? Is that what he said? It's, it's, we were talking about that. How I wish he would have played the guitar in more of his songs. Like yeah. I mean, you like think of it now that. in well, hindsight. That's because it's more prominent in live settings. Yes, where he really, you know, that's where he did it a lot, and that's mm-hmm. what you know. Dax, not do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about that clip? Yeah, like my favorite, one of my favorite guitar solos ever was from uh, George Harrison tribute. Uh, it's Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn and Danny Harrison and then Prince on guitar. Uh, they're playing. Uh, what are they playing? While my while guitar. I'm, yeah. Okay. Sorry. While my guitar gently weeps. Do you want to play that solo? I certainly can. Yes. It really shows off his guitar playing. It's it's just crazy. Bam! Throwing that guitar like that. Now hold Where on. Where did it go? It didn't. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it literally never the ground. Didn't hit the ground. It never hit the ground. It, you, it, they, they pan up and it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's he's magic. A, he's a magician with a C, like a CK magic. Yeah, you know what it is. Dax, what did you think about the whole Michael Jackson Prince conversation? Yeah, you didn't get to comment on that much. Um, I, they're pretty tied for me. I like them for very different reasons. Like guitar, like guitar, just musically, Prince, uh, probably more talented, probably more talented, but uh, Michael Jackson just has like a sense of what sounds good. I don't think he has the technical skill to back it up. Does it sound he, like? Yeah, that's what sounds good. <laughs> he knows what sounds. He's good. also an entertainer. He's more sound. of an entertainer, and he dances. Well, he dances, every- sure, but that's because he doesn't write anything. That's well. That's well, have you, I don't know what he writes. I really, mean, it's hard to know. Have I heard? Oh, he's good at beatboxing. He's a good beatboxing. He also. Oh, it's good. There, there's a trial where um, someone accused him of stealing a song, and he just goes up on stage and he just beatboxes the song how he wrote it. it sounds like Vanilla Ice. Mm. No, no. Except it didn't work out for Vanilla Ice. It sounds like it worked out for Michael. Who yeah, else did, did that? Uh, who brought the guitar when they were sued? Oh, was that um? Who was that? It's a good I, question. We'll think of it later. Sure. Uh, Prince on, was also mm-hmm. supposed to be, he was originally going to be on We Are the World. 
but he declined because he's like, I don't want to be with a bunch of the, those fools. But he did do a single for like the album, yeah. like his own song. And so that we watched a video where he was like standing there during the like we are the world thing, and he just he didn't want to be there. At That's, all. That's funny. Just it was, eating a lollipop. Yeah, he's eating a lollipop. Go or Dax found a clip of like a three minute clip of Prince being a diva, basically just various times where he's like, "Love that." I actually play music and things like that. That's pretty great. I like clips of just him giggling. He felt like he just giggled quite often, mm-hmm. like Jay Z. Not that no, <laughs> not cool. Jay Z's not a giggler. Let's hear another favorite song. Uh, I will go with Patty slash mom favorite song. I know it's tough. I, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's like, uh, it's like having to pick a kid. Can't do that either. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, cause you, you as like, much as you, you want to pick me, you just, you, <laughs> there's a different reason for liking, liking different songs. Right. And for me, because, you know, I'm considerably older and I was alive during this time. Then I have certain songs that, you know, like remind me of a moment of my life, too. So I have sure. a whole nother level of connection to this, to both, both artists. You know, when you, if you're going back and forth between Michael Jackson and Prince, you know, I, I get I'm more invested in the, the time period as well. Right. So um, but I mean, I probably I mean, like Purple Rain. I mean, I, I just can't it's, it's hard to pick something other than that. Sure. Um, but then if I'm going to go more towards the poppy, then it's, it's always been raspberry beret. And I, that's because of, see, I was an MTV girl. I mean, like I, that was my, my life as was many, uh, people of my age and the video for raspberry beret is just an amazing video. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's got imagery and, and, and dancing and humor and, and a lot of him, his personality in it. And it, it topped up there with, you know, with some, they put the cartoon images in. It was new, new stuff that hadn't been seen before when that video came out. And it's, you watch it now and it, it might be kind of old hat stuff because it's stuff that everybody can do now, but not everyone was doing that when the video came out. That makes sense. So that's, you know, the Purple Rain video was just the scene from the mo- the movie, you know, that was in the video, and then they'd put little clips of the movie in there too or whatever. But the video for Raspberry Beret is a pretty pretty cool thing. So What I'm hearing is we should play Raspberry Beret. Oh, you can play Raspberry Because I, I think that you- most people would know Purple Rain well enough oh, yeah. that we don't have to play Purple Rain in this instance. Yeah. So I think more people would I think more people should hear Raspberry Beret in this instance. So I read about that song uh, somewhere, and they were talking about how he was pl- he was performing Raspberry Beret before the album had even come out, and that chorus was so catchy that people were singing it like the second time that he got around to the chorus, and they'd never heard the song before. It was that good of a chorus that like everyone was like, "I want to sing that. I've never heard this before. That's catchy. I'm singing Raspberry Beret." What a gay. And uh, just so you know, he. He did have on the, the pirate shirt in the video. Oh, sweet. So <laughs> he was a fan of the pirate shirt. But. I don't want to be a pirate. And, uh, and That's what Seinfeld stole it from Prince. I so. think that there was, well, it's the same time, around yeah. the same time. So, But then he also wore a, a, a full suit with clouds on it. And then the whole sky has like clouds in it. And so the whole, like the aesthetics of the video is just very, it's, it's very pop. I am, I'm not, I mean, like it's a, it's a guilty it pleasure song because I don't, like I don't usually veer that far pop in you know my taste, but and it is a very very pop song, but it, you're right, it's very very catchy. It's almost like a Beatles esque pop though, rather mm-hmm. than like he, an '80s pop sound. Yeah, he has some of that that 
quality to him though. Yeah. The Sergeant Pepper kind of ish oh, yeah. vibe to him a lot of a lot of times. Yeah. Because he's the he veered in well, I mean, like he started off in in the seventies. His first album was actually in the seventies, yeah, right, late seventies. So some of his early stuff even has some of that disco sound to it. Oh yeah, like and, and like the self-titled the, Prince album mm-hmm. had a lot of disco yeah, sounds. And, in and, it. and then he carries through that. He 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 pulls some of those elements all the way all the way through. You can always hear some of that in his music. He never kind of let go of of his roots in that in that aspect. And you call it funk, and I think even it's labeled that. Some of his music is yeah. labeled funk, and that's kind of his his sound. You know he. You said that he had, um, kind of evolved, but in a lot of ways he didn't. He kind of mm-hmm. found his place and he stayed there. So from the beginning of his albums to the end, you're going to hear a lot of the same sounds, a lot of the same. You know, it's, I was listening to some of that and I and I thought, didn't I just hear this song? Because some of his stuff really does sound alike because he uses the same instruments. He uses the same, you know, background sounds and such that kind of has a flow from the beginning to the end. So, I mean, and if you're going to compare like, like him with Michael Jackson, the difference between there is the fact that he did change his style through the decades. He, he changed his 80s stuff and his 90s stuff do not sound alike. You can tell where, you know, like if you listen to his stuff, that his music changed throughout his career. Well, even like the album, um, Oh, what's the what's the album with him with the the afro on the cover? Michael Jackson's? Yes. The the wall. The wall. Yes, the wall. The wall sounds different yeah. from Thriller sounds oh, different yeah. from like I mean, yeah. Yes. His his sound changed not even yeah. just from 80s to 90s, but in the 80s it well, changed. That's, that's well, yeah, off the, the wall is off the wall. Yes. Yeah. Off, off the wall. The wall is Pink Floyd. I accepted that answer and should have definitely yes. thought yeah. about it. Yes. But yeah, off I, the wall, thank you. Well, he I mean, Michael Jackson changed as pop changed, mm-hmm. but Prince made music that was pop music that was Prince music. Yes. yes. That's what I try. I had this discussion today with a buddy because he's like, who would like, who's the mod, who would be the modern equivalent of someone that sounds like Prince? And he mentioned Bruno Mars. I'm like, yeah, but the difference is that Bruno Mars uses old, like these sounds created by people like Prince yes. and like R&B artists earlier than that. And funk, uh, like funk and soul artists, uptown in, funk is not like but, uh, a, no. a Bruno Mars song. It is a song built out of the right. sound. That's of what artists I said. Like I Prince. said he's writing pop songs with old sounds. Prince wrote that music. That was Prince music, and it was pop music. What like, about like what about like Lenny Kravitz? No, okay, still not. Lenny Kravitz is a rock person, like mm. almost full out. Mm. I hate to say that, but because plus I know- he showed his. his Stage. <laughs> Grossy gross. I'm not going to say that Prince has never done that, though. Oh, we all know. There's no way he hasn't. There's no way he hasn't. We know he's done some things. I mean, he had a song called Jack You Off. You know? Yes, he did. He oh, did. Yeah. Yes, and he then did. The, that last album we listened to with the, the Gold Experience, the P. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, my. That's actually was. Well, the whole album's a little. Do Me Baby, Jared. Mm. Private Joy, Jared. He continues. Yeah. It's all controversy where he's dressed as a troubadour on the cover. I like the cover of that one. P control, the gold experience. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That was that was wild. A lot of those songs are pretty wild. I was gonna say, because I think it's the same way as someone like a Bruno Mars, but somebody who comes to mind is a Janelle Monet, because Janelle Monet like like collaborated mm-hmm. with Prince, so a lot of her music is built out of the same sounds that came from Prince. But again, it's not necessarily her not using old sounds for pop music right like make you feel is a song that when you listen to it you can tell that there's a prince influence like that song has that same funk groove to it and it's very clearly inspired by prince rather than janelle monet making a whole new sound well prince actually worked on that song right yes uh yeah that's what i mean like that's why that that's why that artist comes to mind as a modern artist Mm -hmm. I do slightly disagree, but also agree that his music sounded the same in a lot of ways. I do think that there are a lot of pretty deep shifts in his music mm-hmm. from album to album. Again, if you look at self-titled Prince, it has a lot of like that disco sound to it. You go to Dirty Mind, you start hearing things that are going to come up in 1999, then come into Purple Rain. And then again, things sound different around the world in a day. And then he kind of... I, I think Sign of the Times is an album that I do think is worth praising in a lot of ways because it's a very big album, but it is also an album where Prince takes 
effectively everything that he did musically before that album and brought it into that album. And so he was able to do rock music. He was able to do funk music. He was able to do R&B. He was able to do pop. He could do effectively everything. I can't box that album into a genre. If somebody said what album or what genre is Sign of the Times, I'd say everything. Mm -hmm. It is everything. And it also goes into his future sounds, too. If you look at something like the Love album or the Love Symbol album, I keep trying to figure out how to say that album. And the Gold Experience. And Love Sexy. And Love Sexy. All of those things. It All of it kind of comes from that album. That's kind of the centerpiece for me in a lot of ways for Prince's music. Cool. Shrug and cool. Very good. I will go ahead. Wonderful and, transition. I will go ahead and say my favorite song. It is not off of Sign of the Times, though. It is off of Purple Rain. It is the opening track, Let's Go Crazy. That is, ooh, ooh, that is a great opener. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one. Doctor, everything will be alright. thing that i have not mentioned about his music and this is important dance man oh man he made music that people could dance to Mm -hmm. all like with all of these different sounds it is very much like he was very much a celebratory artist he did not come out to make people feel sad he did not come out to make a i mean sometimes he would make kind of a bold social statement with some of his early work and even some of his later work but mostly it was him just trying to make fun music. He was trying to have fun. He was making music that people could party to in a lot of ways. I don't know. I think that's a, a whole different piece of Prince. So I never saw him in concert, but a few years ago, I went to a Prince cover band thing at the one with someone in Indianapolis. Not the one. We've been to the one in Cincinnati. Like, no, is it the Vogue and then there, the Mar- Mirage? The Marat. Marat, yes. I Old National was, Center. I believe it was there. And it it was so much fun. They weren't, I mean, they they weren't anything close to what Prince was, as musically talented-wise, you know, whatever. Sure. But the whole thing was just what you were saying. You know, it was just, it was really, really fun. It was like you could almost pretend, like, what, what it could have possibly been like at a Prince concert, but... Because you're right. I mean, like every song is just is just like that. Jared, tell us more about Muppets. Okay, so it doesn't really have anything to do with Muppets, but it has something to do with our dear old friend, our compadre, Mr. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh boy, what a man! Oh, there we are. What a guy. Well, Weird Al Yankovic tried his damnedest to do a, a a parody of Prince. He tried seven different times. Oh wow! And eventually, he just gave up. But he had ideas, and he's talked about it since Prince has died. He's talked about... Because, I mean, Prince didn't like him because of that. And I think that Prince thought that he was making fun of him. And that's another one of the differences is, like, Michael Jackson understood. Whereas Prince thought he was just, like, hurting the quality of the music. Yeah, or, like, you know... Like Prince he takes was, himself way too seriously. He invalidated, like, what Weird Al was doing, basically. So Weird Al has talked about how here's a couple of the ideas he had. He had an idea for 19 or for uh, when doves fly. He had a, a snowball fight called when gloves dry. Mm. That's what an idea he had. He had another one for 1999 where he wanted to do an infomercial where you could get anything you wanted by dialing 1-800-something-1999. 
So here's what happened to Mr. Weird Al. He was at the American Music Awards, and they were he was told that he was going to be sitting in the same aisle as Prince. Did Prince slap bass in his face? He did. Yeah, he he did something. slap bass right up on him. He did something way worse. Well, not really way worse. Prince sent Weird Al a telegram. Saying a telegram? That, saying that he was... Uh, he was not to establish eye contact with him during the show at all. Weird Al couldn't believe it, so immediately sent back a telegram saying that he shouldn't be establishing eye contact with him either. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. That what was a amazing. We- that is such a Weird Al thing to yeah. do. It was great. But we never got it, and now we never will because whoever is in charge of Prince's... Um, uh, stuff, you know, his his sure. estate. They'll never do it because Prince never would have. I, get, I mean, but he could do a stylistic parody, I guess, if you could figure he, it I out. I think he did. I can't remember what it was called, but I read something about how he did do a stylist, but it wasn't, it really wasn't as good and it doesn't do the same thing. Yeah. But if you go to the the um, Muppets clip, go to Prince finally uh, gave in to the idea of parody mm-hmm. in this clip we're about to play. What's for dessert? Raspberry sorbet. Oh no. Alright, alright, here's your five bucks. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> there was a, a the beginning of that clip, uh, he said, oh, I can write a song about anything. And he's like and Rizzo the rat says, no, you can't. And he was like, okay, hey, what's on the menu today? And he named all the things on the menu. And then he made a song about everything that was on the menu. And then he's like, well, I bet you can't make another song. And that's why. He's, he said, oh, what's for, uh, what's for dessert? So that, that's a context I do, I do of see the, the bit. Yes, that makes sense. Maybe we should play the whole thing. Maybe. You told me to go to yeah. 8.30. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm more concerned. I think he needs to call. You know, he should have called up Weird Al. I know. I can't believe that. That stinks. Yeah. He should have said, remember that thing I said? Uh, about eye contact, uh, maybe just maybe just still don't do it. But sorry, bud. Yeah. I was I was gonna ask you earlier uh, who Prince would have disliked more, Weird Al or Michael Jackson. And I'm glad oh, that it's you... Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was just gonna say I'm glad that you brought up Weird Al. That mm-hmm. that conversation was going to come into the fold. Oh here. yeah, yes. Dex, have you told us your favorite track yet? I haven't. Please go. I have three. Three, and they're all like so. I have my favorite Just Prince song. I have my favorite song written by Prince for someone else, but performed by Prince. And then I have my favorite song written by Prince and performed by someone else. We haven't gone down that road yet. We're going down that hole. I'm glad you're you're going there. I think, well, my favorite song written for someone else is uh, Manic Monday by the Bangles. Yes. It's a great one. But I think my favorite song overall is going to be Nothing Compares to You, the Prince version. My favorite Just Prince song, by the way, was Kiss. That's a good song, too. Good picks there, Dex. I couldn't choose. There's just so many. Oh, I get it. I get it. Does anybody else want to talk about other songs that 
Prince was in, uh, involved in the writing process. Those are the two main ones that... Not necessarily. For me, those are the two ones that I cared the most about, I should say. Because he also wrote um, Stand Back for Stevie Nicks, which was a very popular song. I do love my Stevie Nicks. 83. Yeah, and okay. he wrote um, I Feel For You, which was later done by Shaka Khan, mm. which is a very, very popular song from the 80s. But it was on his... First, it was on the the seventy nine self titled album. Yeah, he did version, and then she did it again in eighty four, and it was uh, obvious. I mean, like her biggest hit, the Kenny Rogers song, right? Yeah, can bring that up. He did. He, he wrote a song that Kenny Rogers. We don't know if he did it for Kenny Rogers or if Kenny Rogers found it. What song was it? it? He didn't sing it. That's one that Prince never sang though. So I'm thinking mm. that he actually must have written it. What song? What's the song? What song was it? Do you know? I'm looking at it. I had it. You didn't put it in the playlist. No, I don't think I sent that one to you. You're my love. It does not is? sound like a Prince song. No. No, not not with Kenny Rogers singing it. It's even kind of hard to imagine him singing it. Like I, you try to like put a Prince sound to it, and and I, it's hard to do. Yeah. He put it under the pseudonym Joey Coco. If he did Joey write Coco. a lot of songs <laughs> under uh, other names, like Christopher, he had a name that he used to write other mm. songs for other people. So, mm. we should also really briefly talk about because I'm surprised that Jared, you have not brought this up yet. Is uh, Purple Rain is not the only soundtrack that he has done? I was He's I was a- hoping you were going to bring this up. But I was adjusting the. I was just in the process of bringing it up. Yeah, right of now. course. So there, I don't know, Mom, have you ever listened to the Parade album? The album uh, music from the film uh, Under the Cherry Moon? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know if anybody else had listened to it. Apparently, it's a pretty well-received soundtrack um, from him. But obviously- Were there songs on – there wasn't songs on that that you sent me? Uh, I mean, no. it was it was on there. I know that Kiss is on Parade. Okay. Mm. Then I did because I listened to everything that was there. Okay. But, Tyler, you seem like you're very excited about talking about the other one, yeah. which is – entirely worth talking about at any point in time when you're talking about Prince. He did a soundtrack for a movie one time. It was 1989's Batman. Batman! That's right. Was Bat dance? none other than Michael Keaton, the best Batman. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you think so? Oh, yeah. He's cool. And he didn't have nipples on his suit like a weirdo. Oh, It's the one it? with uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes, it's right. the first one with Jack yes, Nicholson. Yeah. Yes. The Joker. The Joker storyline. The first Joker storyline in the most recent films, Batman films. And uh, Prince was all over it. He's all over it. I didn't. I didn't really like that album very much, honestly. It's cinematic. Mm, that's why I didn't like it. It's for it's for film. More for a film. It's more of a soundtrack than Purple Rain. Yes, is a soundtrack really. Yes. So you know. Well, because I think Purple Rain was written to to be made into a movie, right. whereas mm-hmm. that is written yeah, for songs a, yes. for a movie. Yes. Right. It's different because the songs in Purple Rain are worked into the storyline. Right. It, it follows along with the songs. Well, it's like, once again like what the Beatles would do, right? Because they have their albums that are adapted into film or were written for, like for instance, Let It Be was written for a film of the same, you know, the same name. And if you have Sgt. Pepper's, you have a film that was later, uh, but the... You know, it was adapted into it. What and have you? So. Of course, the the fantastic film Yellow Submarine. Yes, phenomenal, phenomenal film. Love, right. love by all. Everyone loves it. It's Ringo's moment to shine, and boy does he shine! Boy. Like the brightest star. Happy birthday, Ringo! Like we missed it. Brightest star seen in the sky from the bottom of the I'm ocean. So glad I found a way to sneak that into this. I'll say it every week until I feel like I've been forgiven. You should say it. You need to remember to say it every week until this, his 80th is over, until he turns 81. If oh. you had just sent him a letter, then you wouldn't feel this bad. Yeah. Peace and love, peace and love. Don't send me any mail. Anyway. I also uh, found another thing that was interesting. Dax found it as well, so I'll let him talk a little more about it too. But a band called Ready for the World uh, that is from Flint, Michigan which still doesn't have clean water, unfortunately. Just talk about that. They had a, a couple songs. One's called Tonight, another's called Deep Inside Your Love, but their biggest hit is called Oh Sheila. And it's a big hit for them because everybody thought that it was Prince. If you play the song, which Sneaky. I'm sure you will, uh, you will hear the comparison. And the other thing is Sheila E. from Prince's group 
they would assume that he was talking about her. And so every, I guess all these people said, oh, that's just Prince. Look at like, look who it is. And, you know, that has to be Prince. He's just hiding. And uh, I read a comment about it saying how somebody was like, oh, that has to be Prince. He's like, that guy is way tall. And they're like, oh, he's just, he's just sitting down. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's not right. But, uh, but yeah, they became, they got a top 10 single because everybody thought that it was Prince and it was not. That is a whole, that is a whole thing right there. I, I knew that this wasn't Prince. Mm. I know this song well. Laughing always say, it's good for the geese. It's always good for the gander. Irish sailor. Pretty princey. Mm-hmm. It's very the falsetto princey. is what they credit it to. The falsetto voice. Sure, it wasn't. It's the, got the fingerprints of Prince all over. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely got that. He, they were from Flint, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. That was back in the day. It certainly had that aggressive bass line. Mm-hmm. The same kind of thing happened with the Beatles too. There's a band called Clatu that everyone thought was them. Nice. We've been wanting to talk about Clatu for a while too. Yeah, I want to slip that in every time I can. Did you yeah. um? Did you have anything more on on that group, or are you? Because I saw that you put it in the in the playlist, so I didn't know. If, no. Did you put no, it in the playlist or did I? Did I, I think? Oh you did. man, I, I love I love that you were like I'm I'm gonna talk about this, but I know that uh, Dax was gonna talk about this, so I'll give him a chance to talk about it. Oh, I had and Dax no said idea. nothing. I he no didn't idea. even do it. I know. That's why I, I was wrong. Really funny. I, I forgot that I put it in. You <laughs> did this big introduction for Dax to talk, yeah. and then you swept it all away yeah. why well, didn't i get okay but if we want dax to have a moment to speak i will give you two things that you could talk about one please explain to me donald trump black version um i wish i could uh it's it's, it's sure is something it's what is it from it is from uh the time uh one of his bands just just play it i think that'll do its own explaining can I rap to you, sugar, tonight? Donald Trump, black version. Maybe that's what you need. A man that fulfills your every wish, your every dream. Donald Trump, black version. Come on, take a chance. 1990s love Mm. He wrote that song. This isn't for real. <clears throat> this is for real. This is for real. But uh, I'll admit that that wasn't, you know, the Times' greatest accomplishment was their '84 album, Ice Cream Castle. So you better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wrote lots of songs for it. Can um, you just reiterate those lyrics one more time, please? Do you have them pulled up? I don't I, have I them do. pulled up. It's Donald Trump black version. Maybe that's what you need. A man that fulfills your every wish, your every dream. Donald Trump black version. Come on, take a chance. A 90s love affair, a real romance. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm going to say if Donald Trump wasn't a total racist, I feel like he would totally use that as like a campaign song. He should have. But I also think that if he had used this song as... A campaign song, he would have totally been a racist. Oh, yeah. There would have been no win for There's him on no that way. All lose. There been no win for him on 1990. that. 1990. That was written in 1990. Yeah, yes. their la- their last album, Pandemonium. So who sang on that? Who is in the time? That's the Morris Day. Yeah, but Prince wrote songs for them. Yes, they were in the Purple Rain. That's he wrote the song in- Dreamland on that album. The song uh, Jerk Out. Yep, Jerk Chocolate. Out in Donald Trump black version, that his song yep. is credited to the writer Prince. That is wild. That was six, really wild. six years uh, after Ice Cream Castle. Their their release prior to that was, <laughs> it was Ice Cream Castle. <laughs> You're so. all about ice cream. Listen, oh. it's got some. It's got listen. Prince is on the cover of that album. Yeah, man. he is. You want to talk about uh, 
some interesting song to Ice Cream Castle's got a great song, track two, My Drawers. Mm. My Drawers. It's a great Chili one. Chili sauce is yep. on there. Uh, the Chili kid, sauce? The, the kid can't make you come. There's one. That's oh. a but. He's, but he's got my drawers. There also is another uh, person that has been on Prince albums. It's a friend of Dax and I, really. On the song "Round and Round," it's sung by none other than Mr. Tevin Campbell, also known as Powerline from the Goofy movie. Really, Tevin Campbell? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Tyler, have you said your favorite track yet? Nope. Are you the last? Are you a holdout? Yeah, I guess, but. It's unfortunate that you saved me to last because I don't have a favorite, but I'm going to tell you which one I want you to play. You don't mm. have a favorite? No. He hated everything. I didn't hate everything. But I mentioned it earlier. he's putting on a good front. Hey, early, I, don't, I didn't hate any. I, I know. What I if know. I had anything You've to never hated day? anything, I don't think. Just one thing. Mm. I hated my chemical romance. I did. Oh, I did. Yeah. You, and, uh, uh, in this uh, moment, In this course. moment, you were going. In this oh, moment my. was well worth hating. If I had trade in, if you all said, you know what, you can only hate one of them, I would choose in this moment over my chemical romance. So feel good. Hmm. You feel bad. <laughs> the song I want you to play yes. is When Doves Cry. Oh, that's a good one. I get that. Got, such a good, get that such a good lick. This is a pretty good lick. Yeah. We did it. And on that note, do we have any final words about the artist formerly known as Prince? I got two more things. Go for it. So, can you play uh, 1999? Yes. Okay, now I want you to play Sue Studio by uh, Phil Collins. Or is it Genesis? No, it's Phil Collins. Oh, it's Phil Collins. Good. I mean, let's be honest. The same song. I don't know. You got two notes. No, well, there's like a little in there. <laughs> yeah, that hi hat hit did it. Yeah, of course. Thanks, thanks, so. Mr. thanks, Mr. Van Winkle. You did it again. Exactly. I do love Phil Collins, and I have one you more. You do? Thing. Yes. Do you want to know something about that song? Yeah. He wrote that song and had like just this nonsense Sue Studio, and was going to go back and fill that in with something, and could never figure out something to fill it in, so just left Sue Studio. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Huh. It works. What a what a guy. He wasn't he wasn't uh <laughs> intoxicated like Iron Butterfly. What's your other one, Dax? It is completely unrelated. Uh but it's from the show Animaniacs. Uh Good show. just just play a clip. Number one sister, Dust for Prince. <laughs> Dr. Wacko, it could be a long night. Better order some pizzas. I'd like 42 pizzas, six with no crusts. Now, do you have any enemies? No. Do you have any creditors? No. Well then, do you have any requests? Thank you so much. Way down Jack, up on the Nile River, Jack. I found prints. No, 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 fingerprints. I don't think so. Hmm. Good night, folks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Prince did the soundtrack to Batman. One time Batman was played by Adam West, who had a cameo on that very same show. Hey. It's all coming together. Yeah. It's all collective. All songs are the same songs. All experiences are the same. Everything is the same. Everything. Every second is the other second. One you, second is another one. You have no time. You have heard this podcast before. <laughs> yes. Because you have heard any of our podcasts before. You are listening to the podcast that is the podcast. This one ends the one that the one before is. It all is one.
Now be confused. Any other final notes on the artist formerly known as Prince? Can you play a little bit of the Sometimes It Snows in April? Of course. It's one of it was one of his last songs and it's a, a little foretelling. Sometimes it snows in April. Sometimes I feel so bad, so bad. Sometimes I wish that life was never ending. And all good things they say never last. There you go. It's just so not like his style of music. It's very and yeah. it's it's very deep and and sad and I mean kind of foretelling. Yeah, as you pointed out before, most of his music is very upbeat, very fun, and you know I think it was said that he doesn't you know took himself very seriously and it's just very uh, poignant. I think I will say. As a, f- a, f- a final thought, mm-hmm. in terms of, because we talked about it quite a bit, the whole Michael Jackson Prince thing, mm. I think one important thing to look at for Prince is that he has a very relatively unblemished career. Mm. He will be looked upon as one of the greats forever mm-hmm. because of the fact that he is one of the greats mm-hmm. of his decade, of of just in general. And in a lot of ways, he, you know, he died in an unfortunate way, but he also, you know, we remember him fondly as opposed to other artists who, you know, we don't look back on as fondly. You can go back to Prince and you can say, man, he had a really good career Mm -hmm. and he did. So I think that's a good way to look at Prince. Yes. As an artist. Prince wins. Prince wins. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. This week we've been talking about Prince. Next week we'll be talking about the Ramones. Check out all of our social media bits. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so on and so forth. Check out our website, recordroundtable.com. Check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash recordroundtable. Thank you for listening and goodbye.